0: Now back to the midday grind with Martin and Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. i Didn't getting fired,
1: but I figured I'd have it all by the time I retired. I'd have me a car worth at least a hundred grand.
2: I'd get it one piece at a time, and it wouldn't cost me a dime.
3: you know it's me when I come through your town. I'm going to ride. Oh, so show in a long
4: time. I think it's good. Thanks, thanks, honestly. buddy. Thanks for the support.
3: Twelve thirty here at Midday Grind coming to you live at the Kirkwood Studios. Five ninety the fan. Martin and Chuck on it until one. The hard line will take over at that point. And then Charlie at three o'clock. It's the large morning show in the afternoon. You got Frank Opinion, you got and uh and uh Frank Opinion and Oh man, you got, uh, D- Dan Strauss is on there. Tim Woodburn, and mm-hmm. Limey. Great guys. The whole gang coming away from 3 until 6. Then you have the Cam Jansen show from 6 to 7. He probably thinks that's the coveted hour. And then it's Charlie Tunis, 7 to 9, followed by uh, Uncle Larry. Larry is on from 9 to 11. That would be Larry Connors. And then 11 to 1, you got Dino. What a full lineup, right? Charlie, right there. Oh, now I got a little confusion. Strong lineup. Reading the lineup, but also... Fast Eddie is going to join us. He said, give me a call. Hoff said he just did, and now he's talking to Kenny Wallace. Housekeeping,
4: housekeeping, talk amongst yourselves. I can read a text. Why don't you read a text? In the meantime, we were talking about Marcelo Zuna in the previous segment, and the fact that the the Vegas betting totals, I believe, something like 27.5 homers, 95.5 RBIs, over-under. I I believe the uh, batting average was 285. Someone in the text line from the 618 says, you know, you boys talking about Marcelo Zuna, At one point very late in the year last year, I believe Ozuna had the second most balls hit over 100 miles per hour in the National League behind only Christian Yelich. Sounds like he just hit a lot of balls right at people. Also, the shoulder injury may not have allowed him to elevate. Sorry about the serious baseball discussion. I'm really stoked about this team. I remember reading that as well, that exit velocity-wise, Marcel Ozuna was still on his game last year.
3: I think there's a lot of reasons to believe Marcel Zuna would have a bounce-back year, last year was a mild, I think
4: mild disappointment is fair. It wasn't a major disappointment, right? Mild- I think the fact that you expected that 550 slug guy, his OPS plus was 106, so that's that's better than average, but you expected a superstar. So mild disappointment, yes. And it's a contract year. Correct. And he's a Boris guy. So there's a lot of reasons to
3: think, oh, Zuna's going to have a big year. I'll tell you who gets fired up about Cardinal baseball. My guy, Fast Eddie, is checking. I don't even know if he's hanging with Mike Shannon or not, but our buddy Eddie is on the line. Eddie, how are you? I'm doing good. What's up? You fired up for baseball? Well, heck, yeah.
2: Why wouldn't you be? Man, well, that fishing
3: staff. See, this is a guy who's fair, been to. You been to Florida? So did you do a little scouting for us down there?
2: I don't know if I did that, but I. Uh, uh, I know enough to know. So
3: you you got to help with
2: the staff, man. I been... just uh, just hung out with your. Some radio stuff, and uh, you know everybody. Everybody likes me. Anybody can see that that staff. It, it's got to be the
3: best staff in baseball. A lot of young arms. You're talking about your buddy, Mr. Shannon, Mike Shannon. We got yes. we You and I were texting about this. We got to plan this. We got to do it. He's going to be 80 this summer. Yeah. We got We got to do it up right. There's got to be a Mike Shannon blowout big party. Oh, oh man,
2: how much fun would that be? Anybody that would. If you like fun, you could get involved in it, man. Because he's just so much fun to be around, and eighty, and he's having fun with it. He's in a good mood about it. You know, he's, he's, you know, he's not an old cranky guy by any means. So he wants to have some fun.
3: Yeah, when I get to be seventy nine, eighty, I want to still be living like Mike Shannon. You know, fishing, oh, having fun, God. laughing, going to baseball games. Yep.
2: Exactly. Can you imagine? Yeah, no doubt. On the season, but yeah. Let's let's do so. We'll make a plan on that. We get a lot of people together, have a heck of a party.
3: Yeah, you just tell him, we got this. We're going to plan a big old party right. for Mike Shannon. That's exactly. Fast Eddie. Tell me, too, the season's sort of shifting here. It's getting a little nicer out. You get a little more people shifting to the outdoors area at Fast Eddie's?
2: Is it season what now?
3: I said the season's shifting a little bit here. It's nicer yeah. weather, right? So people kind of wander outside. Right, right,
2: right, right. Yeah, we uh, we we took off uh, a couple pieces of the roof already at the top, whatever you call it. And um, so we're kind of step-by-step step over four or five weeks. Get it all off as it warms up, and yeah, I mean it's uh it's busy in the winter too. So it's, so the business isn't a whole lot different, but um, yeah, the atmosphere gets a little different because you're out, you know, and you're totally outside now. So you know, on the patio. So yeah, it's it's a little different, but again, it's fast steady, man,
3: So it's fun all year long. It's just that outdoor area. They got the roof, and then they kind of open that. Charlie, it's just like going to Miller Park in Milwaukee. They open the roof mm-hmm. on the right times of the year. See. He's not messing around. How's Mr. Shannon doing? Is he fired up? Uh, he's great, man. Yeah, he's excited. Looks great. Sounds great. Good spirits. Uh,
2: I think we got one heck of a team. I really do. I think people are even underestimating
3: them. Eddie, I can't wait to come see you up there in Alton. The live music All room right, every man. day. We'll hang out and have a couple of beers. Yeah, let's do it.
2: Thanks a lot, man. Thanks, you thanks,
3: thanks. That's all right, Fast Eddie's checking in with us. The Air <laughs> in Alton, Illinois, just across the bridge. It's Clark, the bridge. Clark Bridge. Clark? Kent? Cross the bridge. Turn right. You're there. Fourth in Broadway. You can't miss it. Seven days a week. Doors open at one o'clock. Fun being served all day long.
4: Fast Eddie. He has the life. Now I'm sure for years, and he still works hard, but he built it up. You know what I'm saying? He's built up this this uh this institution over there in Alton. I mean, he's buying streets, right? He's buying streets over there. He's got this spot that everybody loves going to, parties, twenty first birthdays, thirtieth birthday parties, retirement parties. And it just seems like he's always in a good mood, having a good time.
3: And they've got the outdoor area that they close the roof for the wintertime, and now spring is start slowly taking the roof off. It is kinda like going to Miller Park.
4: That's hashtag life goals, fast Eddie. Life goals. Life goals. I like that.
3: And now we welcome in our buddy Kenny Wallace, who has been on the line here. Kenny is another guy who is totally upbeat, Chuck, and we'll get to him momentarily. Fired up about the season, I'm sure Kenny is right on board, don't you think?
4: Oh, 100%. Kenny Wallace is always very optimistic. I'm also excited to uh, ask him about this podcast that you kind of joked about, but I'm telling you, in the little snippet that I heard, his brother Rusty got very into the fact that apparently when Jeff Gordon first came on the scene, it was kind of uh, Dale Earnhardt. And Rusty Wallace, they kind of ran things. They didn't like the way Jeff Gordon was coming on the scene as the young up-and-comer. And he was uh, very, very uh, forthcoming as we now join. And uh, welcome, Kenny Wallace, to the show, buddy. How you doing?
1: I am doing great. I'm actually in my big truck taking it over to get the oil changed.
4: All right. Well, because I was just talking about it, and I saw this clip because you yep. posted it on Twitter— that looked like yeah. a really cool personal in-depth interview with Dale Earnhardt Jr. and your brother Rusty. Have you watched the whole thing?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, last night laying in bed, so um, I uh, I was around eleven thirty, and I said I gotta I gotta I listened to it on the on Dirty Mo, uh, you know that uh, them podcasts. So I didn't watch it, but I, I listened to it, and I knew all that stuff, you know, but. You just rather let your your big brother say it. So, you know, years ago, uh, you know, Rusty told me all these things. And, you know, we, we don't really share all our family's feelings and thoughts, but yeah, it was pretty intense. I'm I think it was therapeutic for my brother Rusty. Uh, it's tough to deal with jealousy and and wanting wanting to be big time, you know, because we all have it. We just never talk about it.
4: So Kenny, for our listeners who haven't seen it, and again, I just saw the the one minute clip. Give us kind of the headlines. What are the the two or three uh, big stories that he revealed?
1: Well, uh, the great, late Dale Earnhardt Sr., the Man in Black, number three, the most, basically the most famous race car driver of all time, Dale Earnhardt Sr. and my brother Rusty, they were dominating in NASCAR. Uh, it was it was the era that it was the Rusty Wallace out of Arnold, Missouri and the Dale Earnhardt Sr. show. And all of a sudden, this kid came in from California named Jeff Gordon. And uh, he was incredibly talented, perfectly clean, never cussed, and was just absolutely winning everything. And senior, Dale Earnhardt Sr. and Rusty, they didn't like it. And they confided in each other, and they decided just to start roughing the kid up, teach him a little bit of a lesson. And, uh, Rusty just basically admitted, you know, he was jealous and he admitted that, uh, yesterday, you know, after all the years, you know, maybe what, 20 years later or so. So, um, I think that was big. And then, and then the other thing that was a big highlight was, uh, basically, you know, the friendship that Rusty and, and, and Dale senior had, but you know, no, if you're, a, if you're a fan of tennis, you know, John McEnroe and Bjorn Borg, they both were great competitors, and they both drove each other very hard. I watched that special one night, uh, and uh, and that's exactly the way Rusty Wallace and Dale Earnhardt Sr. were. They they were great friends, but they drove each other to the brink of, you know, craziness because they were they were both fighting for, you know, the greatest of all time. You know, and we we deal with that in everything in life, right? And I would that. Th- that part-
3: was big. Yeah, I would think that it was not uncommon. Jeff Gordon, the whole California thing, probably also added to the friction. But the unique thing about NASCAR is you could sort of team up with your buddies and say, How about this punk Gordon? And like, I'll take him out in lap two. You get him in lap 10. I mean, I bet there was a whole lot of that going on too, where the good old boys were sort of whispering to each other, like, Let's keep an eye on that 24 car.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's no different. So here, let me compare it to. When you go down to Bush Stadium, and, and every player has their walk-up song, you know, uh, you know, Carpenter, uh, I believe his is like a John Wayne. You know, he's carrying the big stick. He chokes up. You know, then you got the, then you got you know Puig. You know, uh, where he's brash and cocky like Harper. So you got two different you know people that go about the same way, but one's brash and cocky, the other one's. You know, just different, and uh, that—that's the way it was. So it was—it wasn't so much the good old boys, as it was, you know, Led Zeppelin, and you know, Earnhardt liked Led Zeppelin. He liked a little bit of, you know, uh, you know, the country stuff. And and Rusty was kind of a, you know, he bit into the same deal. And then and here come uh, here come Jeff Gordon, you know, uh, break dancing uh, from California, and you know, wasn't old enough to drink. And you're still kicking their butts. So uh, yeah, it, it's it's definitely fun to watch that play out. And and I do believe that's what's missing in NASCAR to this day. They they ruined it when when TV came along and said, okay, no more cussing. We'll find you. We'll kick you out. Russ used to you know cuss, and and you know although I I believe in cussing, other people don't. I think it's awesome. I think it's cool, uh, and I think it shows realism. Well, when when uh, when TV came out, you know, after the Janet Jackson Nipplegate, they had a meeting with us. NASCAR did in Rockingham, North Carolina. They they basically shut us down. Every interview, it's like you became very corporate. You couldn't make a mistake, and that's what ruined the, the show, you know, in NASCAR.
3: I never thought of that. It would have been like 2004 when we're talking about the uh, Justin Timberlake. Uh, Janet Jackson halftime of the Super Bowl. You're right, though, because that's a corporate thing and everybody kind of flips out. I didn't realize that they actually said to the NASCAR drivers, clean it up, because I think people expected you guys to not clean it up.
1: I was there. I was part of it. I know what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm right. I was there in the meeting. <laughs> well,
3: I they believe all, you. For, have, for the record, I do believe helped. you. I do you believe you, you gotta, Kenny.
1: you got to drive the point home sometimes. You know, it's like my brother Rusty said. He says, Earl, oh, you got to remind people. They re- they remember what they want to, but uh, you know it was crazy. And I remind people of that to this day, and it just goes in one ear and out the other. So be it. But but that is what I mean. That's just what happened. I mean, when when, when she did that, all the uh, all the TV networks went nuts. You know, because all the Jesus freaks started freaking out, calling their networks. Oh, I'm appalled. You know, so they just they just threw it <laughs> down to us. You know and mind you i'm a, I'm a true Lutheran I believe in God but you know i don't I don't uh, judge other people I I call them Jesus freaks where they judge people <laughs> if you believe if you believe in God, you don't judge other people well then the Jesus freaks started judging everybody' We're calling their networks and you know how it is. You guys but that is for sure what shut the show down in NASCAR years ago.
4: Kenny, let's just switch it up. Talk a little Cardinals baseball. Give me your Cardinal excitement. Freaks. We got Cardinal freaks, freaks out there. They don't judge the Cardinals in it. A... No, they do actually. Well, okay, but they they have a critique of the Cardinals for what to expect in 2019. We know Kenny Wallace. You're always optimistic, but I think this year a lot of people are on board as well. Give us your thoughts on 2019 here.
1: Well, I got to tell you, last night we're watching uh, Channel Two local news. And, and, it, and it, was, it was you, Charlie. Yes. Uh, it, it, so so Kim is on her phone, and I'm watching you. And you know her, she's all of a sudden she quips up and she goes, "I can't believe we got those in." See there, he's already hitting off of us. I looked at her. I said, "Kim, I said they're down in Memphis." I said, "That was that was uh, that was Wainwright pitching to his own player." Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she, she it was funny because she wasn't listening real close, but she heard you say that Marcelo Zuna got a hit off of, uh, I guess he took uh, a late night deep to yep. left field. And uh, and so it was funny that Tim didn't really realize that, you know, we play each other. And uh, so, you know, here's my thought on the Cardinals this year. I, I'm consistent. I, I'm excited. I paid $225 for my, my opening day uh, ticket. I'm sitting in section 150. I bought four of them, one for me, one for my wife. One for my son-in-law and his dad is flying in.
3: Martin and Charlie. Uh, yeah, Martin, Charlie, yeah, Hall. Yeah. Well, Let's I'm going to meet go. you in the
1: concourse, Martin. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to meet you in the concourse when you get in free because you're covering the highlights.
3: No, that's true. That's, I'm there as a working, mem- <laughs> working member of the press. I will meet you in the concourse, our usual spot, right behind home plate. Yeah, not that that's yeah, creepy. Not,
1: uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I look back to 2004 when we had Murders Row. And you just didn't deer play us, and you know. We won 106 games, and then you know we went to Boston and and you know we couldn't hit. So uh, and you know we went to the World Series, but you know we lost. Uh, that was tough to swallow. So I remember everything about our Cardinals like you all do. So let's just get the season going. Let's be excited that we got Goldschmidt. We got a good pitching lineup. You know, uh, you know we'll see how it starts, but you know, Carlos. Martinez is on injured reserve right now. So if we can get rolling and and then, you know, get Carlos healed up. I mean, to me, and straighten me out if I'm wrong. To me, besides Carlos Martinez, this is the best that I've seen the Cardinals come out of spring training in years. Uh, Am I wrong? Am I right? Where am I?
3: Well, I think when you look at the pitching, that's where people are so excited because a lot of these young arms that you've been hearing about for years, whether it was Flaherty and Hudson and Reyes and Hicks, now they're all on this opening 25-man roster. So all of the young thunder is
4: there from day one instead of hearing about them down in the minor league. And it seemed like after the offense struggled for most of the spring, they started to get hot and some of the big guys started to get hot the last week, which I think you want to see mm-hmm. as we approach the regular season.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, listen, um I honestly do feel bad for Dexter Fowler. I've I've watched that deal. I've studied it. I read all the articles. Man, oh man, we have just beat the ever living crap out of that guy mentally. I don't know what psychologist Dexter Fowler is seeing, but kudos to him because he's, you know, we, we paid him a lot of money to come here. He struggled, and we have just beat, not me. You know, I, I believe in Fowler Fever, but I just can't believe. Uh, how he's overcome and he's been hot at the end of spring training. So you, you get you get Fowler wired right. Goldschmidt's uh, are he's hitting home runs already. What two? Uh, you know and then Yachty's throwing everybody out. Yachty sure isn't acting his age right now. Uh, I'm excited. I truly am.
3: I believe to be fair, we tried to get two years ago we tried to get Fowler a home. Remember he That's was looking for nice. home? I think we Kenny talked about a double wide that we would put next to patios so that would be nice and convenient. And then, <laughs> and then we tried to help him out with a tennis instructor. That was another inquiry via Twitter. So we, we have done our part on this here show. Kenny, I look forward to seeing you a week from Thursday for the uh, home opener against Manny Machado and the San Diego Padres. Good luck with that oil change. I'm a little surprised you're not doing it yourself.
1: Well, it, it, it's it's uh, my featherlight. It's a diesel. So Roger over at RTR over there off the of thirty behind the built warrant. He's good. I got everything here. Mobile One, Wix Filters, they sponsor me, taking over my own product. And I'll have him grease it up. And I got a little sle- fuel door to spring his rope. So, uh, you know, the real traveling, getting ready to start. So uh, we got to get her fixed up. And Roger and Matt over there at RTR, they they, they do all the hard labor and uh, that's that's for them. I'll pay
3: for that. Well, I guess if it wasn't a diesel, Charlie and I would offer to do it, but I didn't realize it was diesel. Yeah, me, yeah. me too. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm.
1: I would do it too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Have a great week. Hey, thanks, gang. Bye. Hey, that's
3: See the you, buddy. one and only Kenny Wallace checking in with us as we get a little. I mean, the racing season, Chuck, is underway. NASCAR on Fox. We watch it every Sunday. Sometimes it preempts the 5 o'clock show on Sunday, which we're devastated about. Oh,
0: man, that must suck when that happens. But
3: we love, love the NASCAR season, and soon the dirt track season will be up and running, and Kenny will be out there. We'll keep you up to date where you can find him, where he is appearing. Mike's Automotive has been serving the St. Louis area since 1976. Chuck was not even born at Mike's Automotive. They provide accurate, knowledgeable, friendly service. The experienced mechanics working at Mike's Automotive can restore the drivability to your vehicle while keeping you on the road with preventative maintenance as well. Visit Mike's Automotive to start experiencing the kind of customer service and quality repairs you expect from an automotive repair facility. Mike's Automotive has multiple locations to serve you. Find yours at Mike'sAutomotive.net. Time now for the end of the day.
5: The end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you yeah, know, I don't want to do this.
0: I do have a question. It's not so much pertaining to this one movie, um, but a big movie coming out at the end of April is The New Avengers. And they just announced the runtime. It's a little over three hours. I'm not going to ask for this movie specifically because it's a very, you know, I know it's a wide-ranging audience, but if you're not into these characters, you don't care for the movie. I am curious, is there a movie or a topic or even a genre, whether it be with a certain director or a certain actor or actress in it, that you would sit for three hours and watch,
4: hundred percent.
0: Is there? Because I'm leaning towards no. Braveheart. Ooh, that's isn't tough. that close to three hours? Yeah. Is Anything? This, is
3: this a, a director you would trust implicitly? Or are you saying like a specific movie?
0: Well, either. It's like let's like, what if you just love Martin Scorsese and he made a three-hour right. movie? Would well, you sit well through? I, th- I
3: think Scorsese would be up there. Okay. Tarantino,
4: Coppola, maybe. Tarantino for me is hit or miss. Sometimes it's just too weird. But don't you feel like okay, Inglorious Bastards? We should look this up. That's good. Inglorious Bastards. And Django aren't they about two and a half? I, yeah, I feel like they're pretty half long. Hour though,
5: yeah, two and a half is. I mean, that's become standard for block. Yeah. For like big big blockbusters. You give a guy, you know, a couple, you know, hundred million, and you 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 get two and a half hours worth. Django's when you,
0: closer to three. Two. Yeah, when you
5: cross that three hour mark, that's where the big thing. I mean, when, I mean, when Deer Hunter did it, it, was like, what are we? What the hell's going on right now? And now it's. Every once in a while, you get one. Here did Deer a... Hunter, come on. Like, yeah. 78, 77? Yes. Like casino uh, is Matt two Rockland hours mentioned. and 58 yes. minutes. As much as I like Scorch CC. I, Deer Hunter like the big one I remember being like, talked about being like, how in the hell was this movie this long? Yeah,
0: I don't think I could sit through Casino in one viewing.
5: Oh, that's a good point.
0: I like in one how long is the, how long, two hours and 58 minutes. That's how long the, Casino is. How long is the,
5: God, what's the, long the Godfather movie? That's,
0: that's a tough threshold, I feel like.
5: I don't know. I'm okay with the, this Marvel's movie being three hours and two a play. Base because play. It, there's so many characters. Like, almost all the movies up until this point have felt a little bit rushed at points. I'm 100% okay with three hours. It
3: is weird how your brain gets trained for things. So now you watch Netflix and watch shows. They're almost all about an hour. Yeah. Without commercials. We're watching True Detective. Final episode. Season three, episode eight. So good. And it's really good. But the last episode's like about a buck and a half. Buck twenty. Oh, and both dang. Kim and I were thinking, God, this was really long.
5: And good you budget sure. that time, too, like mentally. Godfather 2 is 200 minutes, 3 hours and 20 minutes. You know, I've never seen Godfather 2. What? It's very good. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's just as good as Does Godfather know this? 1, which is insane mm, to me, but it's I don't true. Know if he knows it or not.
4: Braveheart, 3 hours and 2 minutes, I've and that's a fantastic movie. Yes. Are
5: you serious? <laughs> so that's, that's the exact same <laughs> runtime, and I... That's, that makes sense. I've never
0: but seen Martin, it. But, Martin. I've seen the speech scene. I feel like I've seen the movie.
4: Martin, you bring up a great point. Thank you. Thank you. Now, if you're watching Clip your favorite show. Just play that often. <laughs> True Detective. Right now, we're into Billions. We watched Handmaid's Tale, which we really like. You'll sit there on a Sunday, though, if you have nothing to do, and you'll watch four episodes in a row, right? So you're probably watching three hours of TV. But Which just kind of like a long movie. No, I understand
3: that. I just think your brain has sort of now an expectation of what an episode feels like. Like, oh, that's it. It's about over. And then an hour 20, hour 30, you can distinguish, not
4: saying it wasn't entertaining, but you're like, well, wow, that was longer. I do think nowadays, if it's eight, nine at night, if you're getting close to going to sleep, when we when we talk about watching movies, the first thing I look at is how long it is. Yep. Can, can we stay awake for this whole length of the movie? So if it's like 90 minutes, you're like... I can do that.
3: I'm a little worried about Charlie because earlier today he couldn't remember the neighbor's name. I don't think he's going to make it to the Hold interview. on a second. Not next door
4: neighbors. We're oh, talking a couple oh, of houses right. down. I'm sorry, Big uh, difference. My bad.
0: Okay. How about this? According to the website emilypost.com, general neighborly manners. Here's how you should treat your neighbors. Greet your neighbors whenever you see them. A smile, a wave, even a pleasant hello are probably the easiest way to show neighbors that they matter to you. Have an occasional chat. Call ahead before visiting, but don't take advantage of a neighbor's expertise or talent. So if they're really good at fixing cars or maybe doing some plumbing, don't take advantage of that.
3: Don't ask Martin to fill out your brackets, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Don't be banging on the door wanting to know what Wainwright's innings pitched are going to be this year, okay?
0: Well, Martin, this one is um, directly aimed at you. This is the, uh, the environmental advantages of using reusable water bottles which I have here in my hand, you tend to go for the plastic water bottles. Well, they're they recyclable. Wasteful. Well, still, 17 million barrels of oil are used to make a year's supply of water bottles. It's a lot of oil, Martin. Well, That's
3: nothing compared to my <laughs>
0: eight, if you For the recommended amount of eight glasses of water per day, bottled water costs $1,800 a year. If you use tap water, it's $0.49. Cents. And you get the
4: filter and all yeah, that, yeah, right?
0: filter is $69.35. We don't year. do
4: the bottled water. We just do. Is it a money filter? thing or an
0: environmental thing?
4: I I like being you know, able to go to my fridge and get the nice filtered water right there. And plus, nowadays you have these fancy coffee cups. Not the one that I gave you. I gave you the secondary one. Oh! But if you have those nice Yeti type coolers that keep the cool cool and they keep the coffee warm, those things are gold. I have a
0: hydro flask from Forehands. That's a nice mug. Use. That's very nice. All right, I'm going to make a vow to you,
3: uh, clowns.
0: Whoa! I will... We're trying to save the environment.
3: Okay, I'm, I'm not calling the environment a clown. I'm okay. calling you guys.
0: Well, yeah, no, but we're heroes.
3: But I am going to try and start using one of those silver Yeti type, and I'll fill it up with some ice water every day.
4: We got a free one from down there, one of those gas stations. Yeah. Down we in Soulard. Alive. Probably yeah. a Petromart. Soulard, by the way, mm. Inglorious Bastards. Two and a half? 153 minutes. That's a great movie, too. Mm-hmm. If it's great, I'll watch it for two and a half, three hours. Okay, also
0: today is National Spinach Day, so eat your spinach. It's good for you like Popeye.
5: You guys are just full of advice. Oh, all the Lord guys. of the Rings movies are three hours. You can knock those out. I've seen
0: two of those and I kind of. Somebody also same. texted
4: that did in. I was that They're not good. They uh, said Lord of the Rings, three hours. They also said dare you. Pulp Fiction is two hours, 57 minutes. Yeah, I did not. Tarantino I did not check that. Really.
5: He doesn't make short movies. Huh. Well,
4: Kill Bill, they broke it up. I mean, some of the fight scenes in Kill Bill are 14 minutes long and heavily edited from what they were. <laughs> but they're pretty sweet. And that's the end of the day. I think
3: you offended Rocky with your Lord of the Rings take. That just sort of happened. Oh, I've offended close friends of mine with that take,
5: he, too. No, he he hates he hates Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, and The West Wing. Me and Hoff differ on these very
4: three, oh, three things very large. I'm an adult. Pulp Fiction. How dare you? Two hours fifty eight minutes. I know we got to go. We're you brought it, up hold on. Ride
3: press box combined hold on. today three hours two hours
4: fifty eight minutes. <laughs> you brought up Avengers movies, yes. and that's where I feel like because I'm not Mister Comic Book Guy. And I don't know all the movies and I don't celebrate them. I have nothing against them, but I feel like that faction of people are so into it that if I even watch one of them and have a critique, they're like, "You don't know anything. You haven't seen all the movies." True. And I feel like those people really, really care too about much. those comic book movies too much. Um, and that's cool, but it's not my thing. Aquaman can fly in this one, but I still oh, like it. Okay. But they I feel like those people it are very four passionate hours and I I wouldn't have a single complaint. <laughs> but true or false, comic book movie person takes it too seriously rock yes. uh, somebody Harry who takes person. certain
5: things too seriously a hundred percent they yes. take yes. it <laughs> seriously yes i'm the king of that kidding
3: me i think that's fair all right that's the end of the day uh we're pushing three hours here we'll edit it down for an actual release later the hard line is coming away right next here on five nine to the fan